Welcome to Prashna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind, each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day 20.5, Track Your Progress. Maxim 20 reads, Consistently be your own best judge. I had to finagle this translation a little bit. The Tibetan means both witness and judge. But I think that's actually really fabulous about this maxim. We all know that there could be five people, say, on a street corner when there's a car accident. And the police come and they interview the five people and they get at least five stories about what happened, even though everybody's seeing the same thing at the same time. It might have something to do with, were they standing at the front of the cars or on the side? But it's more than that. We all have our own subjective filter for things. There's this interesting thing where we should both be the witness and the evaluator, the judge in the sense of making determinations, not so much in the sense of criticizing ourselves or others. What this maxim is saying is it's great to get opinions from people, to have a sense from others how you are behaving, getting support. But ultimately, it's on you to make the determinations about how we behave, how we engage life. Consistently be your own best judge is not saying ignore what people tell you. If everybody's telling you, man, you are just so angry all the time, then you have to be your own best judge about what all that feedback is. It's also saying to be your own best judge, you need some measure of objectivity. You can't be so embroiled in your emotions, your opinions, your beliefs, and your views, that you can't step away a little bit and have some measure of neutrality, even if only for a little while. Of course, we do consider what people say, but what this maximum is saying is you're the one who knows your mind. You're the one who knows your intentions. Nobody else can tell you that. And you're the one who either continues spinning in samsaric circles or moves towards healing, transforming, and transcending. It's in our hands. So we're the ones who need to make the decisions that are best for our progress. To do that, we need to be very gentle, but also honest when it comes to self-inquiry. Self-inquiry is really important, and sometimes in our culture, we don't really know how to do that. We might be very good at either talking ourselves up too far or talking ourselves down, beating ourselves up. What this is saying is to be your own best judge requires a really lovely balance, like those scales of the law that the judge has sitting on their desk or behind them on the wall. A balance kind of self-inquiry that is gentle and honest at once. That's such beautiful guidance about the tone that we should use with ourselves when we are doing this kind of self-inquiry. It seems to me that one of the challenges 
for people about being their own best judge? Well, one of them has to do with self-doubt um, that can sometimes come from realizing you've made a misjudgment or that you haven't seen the whole picture of something or someone that might make you feel like, oh, now I can't really trust myself. I don't know if there's any guidance you would give to people who have maybe been through something that's made them question themselves that will help to ground them in this. From a Buddhist perspective, and particularly in the Kagyu lineage, we all have a bottomless well of infinite resources. So one way to start helping with self-doubt is to start connecting with that feeling of well-being that comes from contacting those resources. Meditation does that. While these maxims are wonderful in daily life, if we also have an ongoing practice of meditation, those two will support one another. My teacher in the monastery in Nepal likes to say it's like two legs walking. First, you move one, plant that down on the floor, and you lift the other one and move that. And then one supporting the other allows progress. If someone is in a situation of self-doubt, you're not stuck there. It's what we saw yesterday in this sense of not being a permanent self that's stuck in any one place. We can reflect. We can consider the situation that made us doubt, and we can learn and use that as part of the ways that we progress towards being our best judge. This maxim isn't saying from the get-go, you have to be 100% perfect as your own best judge. It's saying do everything that is supportive for you to be an objective, kind judge. When things make us doubt ourselves, that is a good time to get the support of friends and family that we trust. And we can use that information as evidence as we consider what we as our best judge should do next. But ultimately, we're the deciding factor. The other side of what I think keeps people from doing this well is defensiveness, not wanting to let in any kind of questioning of oneself, uh, not wanting to hear feedback, either from outside or, or even internally. So how do we find that right place? I, I appreciate that idea that we want to connect with, with that well of resources. Is there, is there anything different that you would say about that if somebody's experiencing more defensiveness rather than self-doubt? I think the difference lies in how and what kinds of practice we might do. If we are looking to meditation as a support in either of those circumstances, there might be some meditations that are more calming if you have a lot of thoughts or agitation that creates an obstacle to self-inquiry. There are other meditations that are very grounding, somatic meditations on the body. But probably if we're looking to meditation as a support, let's look for the answer right in these maxims. Let's say we have this situation of not being able to have negative feedback, even from ourselves or the self-doubt. Either way, we can actually use the maxim on Tong Lin, maxim number 10, that starts the sequence of welcoming with ourselves. 
and in a formal practice, take on that feeling of fear or anxiety or doubt or whatever it may be that's preventing us from being able to look at even difficult situations with a quality of balance. Take those in as the negativity and send out all of the warmth, all of the light, all of the love that we need to be able to do that. Those infinite resources are not there for everybody else except us. <laughs> it starts with us. This has been Yeshe and Tanya on day 20 of Prajna Spark special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources and email us at sparks at prajnafire.com with any questions. May all beings benefit. Thank you.